Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 1024 Podcast. Uh, after kind of a, a more chill episode last time, uh, we're coming back at you again with some heavy topics today. We got the the original trio back again for the second consecutive week, which feels like hasn't Woo! happened since forever. But boys, how are we doing today? We're good. Look, we just want to let you know that Last time we told you we weren't going to have any more audio issues or technical <laughs> issues. Um, we were just trying to manifest that. Though we don't believe in manifesting, that's what we were trying to do. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, we tried to record this uh, podcast yesterday. Today, as we're recording, it's Thursday. You'll hear this tomorrow, Friday. Um, but we tried to record this yesterday, and after two hours of unsuccessful attempts, uh, we are finally here uh, the next day, finally recording. Uh, we, we're just... We're just Xing everything. We got a whole new system. It's good yeah, to go. Yeah, we got a, we got a brand new uh, brand new uh, software running. We got um, you know different capabilities, cool cool new interface to run yeah. off. We got we got video chat so we can see each other. It's it, big yeah. stuff. And it literally required a one second Google search, and the first thing that popped up, I just clicked on it, and here we are. So yes. the, the problem is. Yeah, yeah. Our solution is was we just fired the producer. That's all we did. Yeah. We just fired the producer. Everything worked out. But yeah, the so- the real problem is is they let the person out of the three of us with the least technical experience do all the production stuff. And by they, which they is mean me. Drew. Yes, the which is me. Who was fired and also Drew. It's yeah. Drew. Yes, what, what, Drew is now hired as an assistant. He makes coffee now. Yes, yeah, what Drew is trying I mean, to say is that- coffee though. That he got he got demoted. Rusty got promoted to producer, and I am consistently the only person that has no audio issues. So, so we yes. would love to just see awesome comments about how awesome John and Jonathan or Rusty me are Who on our YouTube Jonathan? channel. That's my yeah, name. Jonathan Bartholomew. Rusty's my stage name. That's my middle name. Is Russell. <laughs> Russell. Your name is yeah, Jonathan Russell Shea. Yep. Junior. I feel bad for you. That's a sweet name, dude. People love it. Go ahead and tell your middle name, John. William. Yeah, William. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, Schmidt. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's better All than right. Blake. <laughs> well, yeah, well. You know, that's that's just what my that's just what my mama gave me. But anyways, we just wanted to uh to come back with a uh a, a good topic this week as we've we kind of had a chill week last week, just an update week, but uh we wanna we wanna get into the word again this week and, and and talk about some other topics. So, really, this week is is kind of something that's been on my heart. Um, as I've talked about on this podcast before, you know, just in this past year, really, like I, I've always been a, always been would have called myself a Christian. But as we've already gone over in this in this podcast, is that you know, there's we feel like there's a big difference between church goers and Christians, and I was definitely a church goer. And so, really, in just in this past year, is I, I've tried to turn my life around to the Lord. Um, and try to walk, walk, walk the straight and narrow path. Um, but you know, as anybody who's who knows has had that big turnaround in their life, you know, even you know, with Tia and and Priscilla and like all all these other people that we've interviewed, um, it's not necessarily a an instant. You know, you give your life to the Lord, and you know everything that better. you've done. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, you know. I'll, we will say that, you know, once you give your life to the Lord, it, it says, you know, you're like a new creation, you know, all your sins are forgiven, which, you know, that is true, but, you know, it's in, but it's all about repentance and, you know, repentance means to turn away from, and, you know, it, it's a lot easier said than done as I've, I've come to figure out. And it's something that's been weighing on my heart 
here lately, you know, r- really hard because, you know, the one of the things that the, the devil has tried to get me with here recently is a lot of shame and guilt when you mess up. Like, you know, because the Bible says, you know, obviously that, you know, we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know, we'll all and we're all going to c- continue to sin. This is the this is a very fallen world that we live in. Um, but it doesn't change that. It doesn't make it, you know, OK when you do it. And so, you know, the devil has been really trying to get me with a lot of shame and guilt here lately. Um, and we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about that for a little bit today, and you know, see, open up the word and see what the Bible says about that, about you know, shame, guilt, and you know, forgiveness, because you know, we we all need forgiveness, and I I sure need a lot of it. Um, yeah, I think we could we, just, we could definitely start off uh, with just identifying the one thing that the devil has that he can do, the one the one power that he has, because we went to church last night and they actually talked about this. They said we give Satan too much power, we make him think like he's he's this all powerful thing, and and that he could do anything. But the truth is, he has one trick. He can lie to you. He's the father of lies, the inventor of the lie. And that's all he could do. So he could speak into your head when you sin and, and things happen. And he could tell you, oh, you're not worthy of Jesus' uh, gift. You're not, you're not saved. You're not truly saved. And, and that's all he could do is just lie to you and speak to you. And, and the pastor last night, it was, it was a pretty powerful message. He even said, uh, don't you think if Satan was all-powerful and he could do all these things that we think he could do, don't you think the one thing he would have done was sent every demon that he could and, and got all his boys together and tried to hold the tomb back, hold that stone back from being rolled open and, and Jesus walking out. And that was so powerful for me last night when I heard that. I said, wow, you know, definitely. That's, that's the first thing he would have did. He would have stopped Jesus from, from coming back and saving mm-hmm. us all. He couldn't do that. And that same power yeah. that Jesus had, he gave to us. When, yeah. when he told us, you know, we'll have the power to rebuke demons and to, and to, pray for healing for people and all these things through his power, of, of course, not through anything we can do, but by calling on his name and we through the power of prayer, we have way more power than Satan. And, and that, that thing that he, he gets you with or, and gets me with and most Christians with is, is the lie, the shame, the guilt and the things like that. Yeah. I mean, he, he has, he has the ability to, to lie to us and get us to believe things that aren't true. And through that, apply guilt and i think there's a really like like there's a big line that has to be drawn between what is guilt and what is conviction because conviction comes from god but guilt and shame comes from comes from the devil and those two things i think sometimes we can get them confused like like feeling like you messed up when you sin like that's not inherently a bad thing but feeling like you no longer belong in god's grace or you are longer like he, he no longer gives that to you because you've messed up. That's where the guilt and the shame comes in. Conviction is just him saying, Hey, you, you are called to a higher standard. You are chosen by me. And, and if, if you believe in my name and if you have repented, then you, you know, and you recognize that behavior, that, that as wrong, but guilt comes in and it's, it, it is the hiding and it's the, the, the shame that comes along with, with the mistakes, because uh, the unfortunate truth is it's inevitable that we're going to make mistakes. Um, you know, none of us are perfect, obviously, but it's, yeah. it's how we respond and how we feel about those mistakes that, that matters and our attitude about like trying to prevent them. Like Drew said, like repenting isn't just like not doing something, but it's like an actively like turning away and running in the mm-hmm. opposite direction. from. It's an action. It's not just a one-time decision to repent, but it is a continual process of, of, you know, if I, if I struggle with this, like this is my, my, my tripping point, my stumbling block. 
then, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to avoid it. Um, you know, I've, I've led a lot of small groups for kids and I always tell them with like temptation or with the idea of like sin, it's like, if, if someone says, Hey, don't read this book. All right. Well, you don't just sit there and look at that book and focus on that book and think, okay, I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to sit here and focus on it. No, you put that book on a shelf in the other room, out of sight, out of mind. Don't ever think about it. Don't go in that room. Like you block it off because if your job is to not do something, then you don't even give yourself the opportunity to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and going back to what Rusty said, you know, it's when Rusty gave the hot dog, um, uh, example, a couple podcasts ago, probably one of our first, you know, he was saying, you know, the, the devil can only do like, he can only show you the bait. Like, he, you know, he can't make you take the bait. It's, it's, it's your act, your sinfulness. That's going to, you know, cause you to, to take the bait, you know, but, the devil can't, you know, he can't just reach out and force you and put the bait in your mouth. You know, he's just going to tempt you and tempt you and tempt you to get it. Um, and that's why repentance, like, like John said, is such a, it's such a big thing. Cause you know, like John said, if you just don't even, you know, look at it and turn away from it, then, you know, he can't, he's going to, he's going to have to find, try to find something else to get you with it. Um, but it's a shame, I guess, is really what I've been struggling with, I guess. I, because, you know, when you mess up, it, it's kind of the feeling of, man, like, I, I'm just not even worthy. Like, you know, I can't even, like, this, you've been struggling with this for so long, Drew. Like, and you're going to do it again, even though, you know, oh, but now you've given your life to the Lord. Like, oh, but here's the, still the same old Drew making the same old mistake. Like, you know, and if that's that's something that's, you know, really been weighing on my heart. But, you know. In the Bible, it, it clearly says, you know, there's nothing that we can do that's going to tear us away from the from the love of God. Like, you know, there's nothing that that we can do, and that's that's something that I'm trying to, you know, remind myself of, and you know, trying to trying to install in my heart just to just to know, like, because you know, like like John and Rusty said, you know, the 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 conviction part of it is not bad. You know, obviously, you know, just because the Lord forgives you, and he and he will forgive you if you ask for it. It's not like rubbing a genie in the bottle. It's not like a free pass to do whatever you want to do. Like, you know, that's that's too. Sometimes I feel like people mess that up as well. Like, you know, now that I've been saved, to just keep on doing what I'm doing, you know, because you know the Lord yeah, will forgive me. The, the salvation isn't the free pass to just go in and continue making the same mistakes or keep doing whatever you you want. And I think that people who approach salvation with that mindset, like, you have to question their their position of their heart because it's like. If, if you're getting saved for the sake of being able to say, well, I'm saved, so like I can keep doing what I want, then that's not a true act of repentance. It's not a true like putting aside your 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 pride and your fleshly desires and everything that, that your body wants out of this world um, and saying there is something eternal that is better. There is something that, that has been chosen for me that is that is um, better than, than what is here on this earth. And, you know, when you when you look at everything that, that we gain through salvation, that little bit of fleshly and sinful desires that we're being asked to put, to put aside, it's minuscule. I mean, it's, it's insignificant at best uh, when Mm. compared to, to what we're gaining and what Christ has offered us. And so um, I think that it's like, you know, 
going back to that hot dog thing, it's like, yeah, like dangling a hot dog, dangling the bait. But like, what if, what if you're missing out on the T-bone steak by taking that hot dog? Yeah, 100%. And that's, that's exactly what it is. You know, even the, the, the straddling of the fence, you know, that Rusty was saying, um, yeah. Podcasts as well, like the the devil owns the fence. You cannot be on the fence. You have to be, you know, again repentant. You have to turn away from everything on that side, and you have to run towards the Father to have everything. Because you know, I, I believe we've touched on this before. Is that you know, He's not, you know, telling you to not do things just because it's you know, it's just what the Lord wants. Which it is because the. the what the Lord wants, but he wants what's best for you as well. Like he's, he's not telling you to, to have sex with anybody, but your wife, because you know, obviously that has, it can have dire consequences. And he's telling you not to, you know, not to kill, steal or destroy, because obviously those are dire consequences. You know, there's, yeah. there's, he wants what's best for you. It's not, you know, it's not laws to, you know, suppress yeah, he, you and bring down. It's freedom. The, yeah, the, the expectation, it's not a, here's a legalistic set of things you can't do. It's, here is the hurt that I'm protecting you from if you follow these commandments. And it's looking at like the gain, the, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the joy that comes from, you know, abiding in those commandments and, and seeing like, you know, I, I walked the way that pleased the Lord and, and what a joy that was for me. Yeah. I missed out on partying or I missed out on sex before marriage or I missed out on filling the blank with what it is. It's like, but look what I gained. Look at the mm -hmm. look at what I was protected from. Look at the things that I didn't have to endure that I was spared from because I gave up so little. But one gained the kingdom of heaven, gained gained eternity with the Father. But two gained. I mean, you 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 gain the ability to not have to to deal with that hurt, to not have to deal with the repercussions, to not have to deal with the the lasting consequences that can come from a couple bad mistakes, um, very very yeah. quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, so the bottom line, obviously, is it's not easy to just because, you know, the, the, that you have been saved and you, you know, even if you've been saved and, you know, you kind of walked away and you come back kind of like I have. Um, even when you decide to give your life over to the Lord, you know, it's not promised that you're going to have an easy time with it. Like it's not it's never promised that you're, you know, it's just going to be rainbows and roses. You know, everything's good and great and wonderful, but you have that forgiveness and that you know that joy and that love to lean back on when there are hard times you know like you know it's the lord you know is you know there are going to be trials in this life you know we've already we've already discussed that at, at length um but you have that you know that that love to lean back on and you know that's too you know one of the the, the big reasons uh why that you know we choose, you know, have chosen our verse, you know, the 1024 podcast as, you know, what it was is because it's, you know, Hebrews 1024 and let us consider to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day draws near. Um, Man, that, Mr. Forgetful finally got one. Yeah, I know. Look, well, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, had, I had the verse. Yeah, yeah, thank you. There's a, yeah, I, I actually uh, opened up the Bible and, and read it instead of just trying to throw it out from memory. But hey, I'm ready for that one. That's good. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. The, the reason that we have it like that is because, you know, when you're, when you're weak, when you're feeling weak and, you know, the devil's really getting at you, you know, that, that's why we're called to be in community is with each other is because, you know, the, you know, 
again, it's not promised to be easy, but you have the ability to lean on your brothers and sisters in Christ and of course the Lord, but you know, the Lord gives you, you know, brothers and sisters so that you're not walking alone. You know, that's, you know, that's, that's one of our big, big things. And, you know, that's, again, that's one of the, one of the reasons, many reasons why we chose our name to be that like that, because, you know, it's it's such an important thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's just to show, you know, life together, you know, and that's, that's one of the things we want to show too, is that, you know, we feel like a lot of, a lot of people, you know, from the outside looking in can get the, the, the image of kind of like a holier than thou kind of thing. Um, a and, holy roller. You know, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Holy we're, rollers, you know, they can't do anything there. There's so many rules yeah. and, and, and all these things. It's, it's not the truth, man. Every, everybody looking from the outside in at, at Christians, they seem to think that we're just stuck behind a, a big set of rules, you know, a big rule book and we can't have any fun and we don't have any joy. And it's, it's actually the opposite. We have true joy yeah. in the Lord. And, Yes. All these things come, everything God asks us to do is for a reason. Hey, don't do that. It's because it could hurt us. And he, he, he's a good mm-hmm. father. He wants to protect us, which brings us back. It's kind of funny that we're talking about, we're still talking about the same thing that's been affecting mankind since the very beginning. In the very yep. beginning, I, I've been doing a deep study and actually I, I listened to a lecture the other day of book of Genesis again. And it was amazing to find the same, yeah. the same problem happened back then you know obviously with the garden that jesus uh, god had created this beautiful garden and he said what he say? he said it was good all the fruit and everything from the trees all that stuff it was good he was pleased with it and he told them they could eat anything except for the tree of uh knowledge of good and evil and one of the things that really stood out to me in this lecture was that he said everyone always focuses on the knowledge of evil that's when sin was introduced right when, when they disobeyed god mm-hmm. and they ate that they now knew of evil but what about the other part of that the knowledge of good and he's like, what is God? Yeah. What is good? And good is described in the Bible. Jesus says, none is good but God and God alone. So therefore, mm-hmm. that's a little bit of God. So they had a, a deeper knowledge of God by eating from that tree. Not only a deeper knowledge of evil or a, a knowledge in general of evil, but a deeper knowledge of God. And so when they ate of that, of that apple and the, or whatever it was, the fruit, and they were now sinful and, and made aware of their sins, they were also more, made more aware of how good God was. Think about it. It's the knowledge of good and evil. That goodness, they realized how good God is. They looked down at themselves and they said, I'm naked. Before they didn't realize it. But now through a deeper knowledge of good and how good God is and how great he is, the shame hit them that we're not great. We're not good. We're nothing like God. God's amazing. And and so they had that revelation. Yeah, they had the revelation. They they looked at it and they saw both sides of the story. And that same thing is still affecting us today. As Christians, we want to do good. And, and as John said, that, that nudge in your heart is telling you, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's the Holy Spirit looking out for you. And sometimes we ignore yeah. that and we, and we purposely do something the Holy Spirit tells us not to do. And that's the sin. We sin. And then what hits us? The shame. We realize we're not as good as God. That we couldn't, that, that temptation just overcame us and we couldn't resist it. Right? Because that's what the Bible tells us to do. Resist. And the devil will flee. Right? Resist it. Now, I know a lot of times uh, we like to rebuke. As I heard a preacher say last night, he said, but there's also a, an importance in resisting. And we don't sometimes, and that shame hits us, and, and it overcomes us, and we, we fall into sin. And we allow the devil the power to speak into us and say, well, you're no longer worthy. God no longer loves you, or you're a sinner. You're not actually saved. And those things are all lies. They're just lies from the devil. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but the good thing, too, is, again, you know, there's nothing that you can do 
you know, as long as you ask for the forgiveness, you know, the Lord said he will forgive you. It says in Matthew 26, 28, um, as far as the East is from the West, so far uh, does he remove our transgressions from us? Like there's, so, you know, he's just the gospel writer's way of saying, look, you, you can't, there's nothing that you, you know, as fall as fallible as the distance is Good word from there, East to West. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, as you know, that he, he will remove your transgressions. Like he'll just forget it. It's, it's, it's paid for, you know, that's what, that's what, you know, the love that, you know, God shows by allowing Jesus to die on the cross for our sins is, is that like, I mean, he's paid for it's wiped clean. It's right. gone. But, There's but nothing that no you mistake. can do. Make no mistake though. A lot of people will hear that and they'll think, well, I'm good. You know, I can rob a bank. I can uh, do whatever I want. Remember in mm -hmm. Romans six, when Paul says, shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? You got to remember that, like, as a Christian, you, you, you'll you sin, and it's because you have a sinful nature. And, and sometimes that temptation overcomes you, right? And you do sin. But remember, that that's not a practice we're trying to make. We're trying to yeah. we're trying to turn away from that, re rebuke that, turn, <clears throat> turn away from it and walk in a different path, a different way. Yeah, it's, I mean, it comes down to your, the position of your heart, I mean, by and large. And that's what I mentioned earlier. But I mean, I think, like, you boil it down it's most simple form like like what what is the difference between someone who is a christian and sins right versus someone who claims to be a christian and sins with the intent knowing it's a sin right like if i were to go out and you know i don't know what's the worst thing i could do like kick a bunch of three-year-olds in the heads right like i know that's wrong legally that's wrong like morally that's wrong right yeah but if my intent is I'm going to do this and God's going to forgive me, then I'm coming at it. I'm, I'm living life entirely wrong. Whereas if it's, I know that I'm living a life trying to please the Lord and I fall. And when I fall, I recognize it and strive to not fall a second time in that same area or strive. Like that's the difference. Um, yeah. Because yeah, Paul, Paul kills it in Romans six with the shout, So that grace shall increase like that. That is, talking going back earlier like that's some of the most convicting stuff ever like no like you're not supposed to just keep on sinning sinning just because it's fun and just because you have like i think a lot of people view christianity or view salvation as like this safety blanket uh y'all yeah. can see it but i did air quotes <laughs> like yeah. this quote unquote safety blanket um of like oh i have salvation i have my eternity's taken care of so i'm gonna live how i want now and then i'll worry about eternity when it's time yeah and you can always you know, if you need some encouragement in your life, you feel like you're, you're sinning, you can't stop, and you're like, I, I don't feel forgiven, and, you, and you're giving into the lies of Satan, saying you're not worthy, you're no longer called to be a Christian. Well, remember the story of, of Saul, which was Paul, before his conversion on the road to Damascus. He was a Christian hmm. terrorist, is the best way to put it. He was a Christian terrorist. He, he went around yeah. killing people. He literally Christians. killed people. Yeah. He, got, he got orders that he was allowed to go and find Christians, tie them up and kill them, you know? And he was converted, and I believe that was, that was the thorn in his flesh that he talked about where it just kept coming back to bite him, maybe that guilt and shame of, of what he had done before Christianity. But once Jesus converted him and changed his name to Paul, and he went out and started preaching and writing, writing most of the New Testament, his life was changed, and it was a, it was a, a way that he could show other people, other sinners, hey, you're, you can be forgiven, really forgiven. You know, yeah. I don't think there's a Christian alive that would say Paul's in hell. You know, yeah. they're, they're like, he's definitely in heaven. Yeah. That guy, he did a lot, but it's not about his works. It was about just being forgiven, even though he yep. murdered Christians. Yep. 
it's just it's by by the grace of God. It, in like you said, through faith, like through faith, putting his his trust in Jesus, he was he was uh, he was Forget. redeemed, and uh, yeah. And that goes great with this verse right here, Isaiah 43, 25 through 26. Like you said, it wasn't, wasn't through his works. For by grace, you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Like it's, it's not, you know, it's, you can't do anything. You can't do, you're never going to be good enough. To, to put yourself on a scale of good enough is, you know, this is something I've been struggling with. As, as well with is putting myself on a scale of, you know, I'm not a good enough Christian. I'm not a good enough, you know, I didn't do good enough this week. Like I didn't, you know, uh, I messed is. up. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to be. And, you know, it, it clearly says right there, you know, the Lord intended it to be this way so that you can't boast in like, Oh, you know, I, I did good. You know, I, you know, I gave, you know, X amount of money to the poor this week. I, you know, I give X amount of my time this week to the, to the church, you know, that, Nothing, nothing by your works is going to be good enough. And, you know, in, in reverse, nothing that you're going to do is going to tear you away. But, you know, it's in two, I've heard it put this way as well as it, you know, as a, you know, a counteraction or a counter thought to shame is that if you, if you're thinking that, you know, what you did or, or have done that you just did, that you're feeling shameful about that you're feeling like you can't come to the father and ask forgiveness if you think about it, you're basically insulting the power of God. Like mm-hmm. if you think that you are so Yeah, who who are you to be bad enough to 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 limit what God can do? Yes. Yeah. Are you are you truly saying because that's if you're thinking that you cannot be forgiven? Ooh, I'm a that's literally who I got, I got yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> other, go ahead. The other, the other Sunday, no, we were the other Sunday we were sitting in service and uh uh, my pastor, man, I love my pastor. He's, he's great, but he was sitting there and he was talking about like the will of God, right? Like he was like saying, he was using this story about this lady. She didn't have a job and she prayed, like he came over and prayed with her and, and he was like, so we're just praying for you a job. Right. And she was like, yeah. And so the next day, like three of the places she had interviewed at called and offered her a job. And then she called him back. She was like, pastor. She was like, she's like, I got three places offering me a job, but I don't know which one to take. And he was like, take any of them and she was like but what if i take the wrong one it's not the will of god and he goes who are you to think that you're so important to affect the will of god he was like why do we why do we think our decision matters in the will of god wow. he's like god's gonna yeah. use you if, if god's opened the door for you to go somewhere the step, will. step into it he's like yeah, god, god's will is to use you where he puts you you're not you're not big enough you don't matter enough to yeah. impact the will of god it's going to, yeah, to grow where you're planted yeah yeah, yeah. that's amazing that's amazing. yeah i like that yeah, it, it's it, the that same goes thing into, in reverse. Like, how bad are you to to be able to to step away from from some like to to sin in a way that God can't redeem you or something? Like, how how significant do you think your sin is compared to what other people have done? Like, right. And here's yeah. here's here's another thing. Maybe I'll encourage you. And this is a promise from God. It says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's First John one nine one one nine. And I love that verse. Because it talks about if we confess our sins, that's, that's something we should probably talk about a little bit and get into because it's important to do. And there's, there's confessing to God, but there's also confessing to people. You know, if you go to someone, if I've, if I've wronged Drew in any way, and I go to him and I say, man, I did this. Please forgive me. And I'm sincere about it. And Drew forgives me. There's some kind of healing that happens in that. It's, a, it's like a, you, get, you, you feel forgiven from the Lord when you ask him, but you, you feel forgiven from the person and get an extra, extra bit of healing when you go to the people. So 
it's an important thing. I think we should talk about confessing too. Not only just feeling the feeling the shame and the guilt and all that stuff and carrying that with us, but letting that go, knowing that we're forgiven if we confess and, and going to the person that we wronged. Yeah, it literally yeah, it literally says in Matthew 6:15, whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Uh, yeah. Forgiveness is is you know, obviously a very big theme in the Bible and in confession, you know, it's literally the, why we say the ABCs admit, believe and confess. Like you have to confess that you are a sinner. Like you, if you don't confess the things that you've done, you can't be forgiven for something that you're not owning up to doing, you yeah. know, I mean, that's just kind of, yeah, true forgiveness comes with, it comes with confession. You know, you, yeah. you, you confessed and that's when the real forgiveness comes, you know, I think the other thing that comes with confession is the accountability. It's mm-hmm. like, like, you know, if, if I've wronged Drew, but he and I keep that between the two of us, it's like, it's like there's no, no, nothing, nothing keeping me accountable outside of my own feelings of like, oh, I, I, I offended Drew. I should make that right. But if I go to him and I, I confess like, hey, I know that I've wronged you. Or I know that I sinned against God and, and, and against you and, and hurt you. Like, then all of a sudden I'm accountable one to him because he knows that I knew it was wrong. But then anybody else who who witnesses that or who um, knows me and knows Drew and knows that I went to remedy the situation, all of a sudden I'm accountable to them. And if that's another body of believers, like Hebrews 10, 24 says, not neglecting to meet together, not neglecting to do life together. Like if that's within your spiritual community, all of a sudden you've got accountability of, hey, didn't didn't you already like make amends with Drew for this? Like one, why are you feeling guilty about it? But two, also like, why are you about to do the same thing again? Right. Why are you about to sin in the same area if you've already like work to, to, to remedy that yeah yeah i mean it's you know that's good stuff i like it yeah yeah it's it, you know it's it's just going into the, the same thing where you know if if you can't the darkness cannot be prosper where there is light you know we made the the same analogy like the lord is literally the light and sin is darkness so once you turn on the light the darkness cannot live there and that does the same thing when you confess your sins to a obviously first and foremost yeah the lord but b to everybody else is because like though there may be you know you know again when you sin you know you are forgiven of it but that doesn't take away the there's still consequences to your actions and though there may be consequences you know like like you know john rusty said the healing can truly start like and you can help like again there's that's why again you know the lord gives us brothers and sisters because you know you'd be surprised and that's what kind of the thing that that held me back um for the longest time when i when i gave my life to the lord earlier this year is that or last year um was just the feeling of of shame, like we're like we're saying, um, that I can't tell anybody. If I tell somebody, they'll look at me differently. Like if I tell, like you know, if I tell John over here, he's known me all my life. Like you know, we've been we've been raised to be good Christian people. Like if I tell him that, that I've done this, you know, egregious thing, then you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna love me anymore. But that that couldn't be farther from the truth. Yeah, it couldn't be farther from the truth. Like you know, if if there if you're brothers and sisters in Christ are acting as they're supposed to do They're, you know, there's supposed to be, you know, rocks that you can lean on, you know, you know, you're supposed to lean on the Lord and, and your brothers and sisters in Christ. Like, you know, you're not meant to do life alone. 
you know, they're people who can help you through your struggle. Like, and like John said, keep you accountable because again, if you're, if you rely on your, your own strength, you know, you need to rely on the Lord and, you know, the Lord as a gift gives you people around you that can help you come out of what you're struggling with because they can, like John said, keep you accountable to it. Like, not like, Oh, I can't believe you just did that. But in a way that, Hey, like in a loving way, like, Hey, you know, you came to me with this problem. You asked me to keep you accountable and here's what I'm doing. Like, you know, I don't support the decision that you're making. Like, you know, it's not a shame. Like I, I hate you and I don't love you anymore thing. It's a, you know, I, I love you. And this is part of my love is that I'm going to, you know, help you get on the straight, you know, like, cause yeah. I don't want you to end up, you know, I, I want you to have, you know, the grace and forgiveness of the Lord. I don't want you to, you know, yeah, because that's living the thing. Your I mean, life if, like if, that. if we believe, if we believe that the grace and the reward for being a Christian is so significant, right? If we if we truly believe that, then why would we not be willing to to one talk about it, but two like work to extend that to everybody? Like if we truly believe that it's as significant as we claim, why would we not be willing to extend that and feel like everybody should have the chance to to experience experience it? Um, and and to me, it's like that's one of those things where, you know, anybody that I talk to about why we believe what we believe or, or you know, what they've struggled with or whatever, it's like, one, God's seen it all before. Like, he knows. He, if you go and confess something to him, God's not like, what? You did what now? Like, he knows. Yeah, he already knows. He are, he knew it before you did it. Like, but, yeah. <laughs> but two, it's like, it's like how, 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 big of a weight is lifted off your shoulders for you to be able to say like, Oh, like everything I confess, like it's not new. It's not, it doesn't, doesn't waver him. It doesn't, doesn't shake what he, who he is, what he's done. The, the foundation of Christianity is not immediately thrown off kilter because somebody is confessing something like everything mm-hmm. that God has done is the same. It is consistent. It is yeah. extended to everybody. All you have to do is acknowledge your wrongdoing and accept it. Yeah, and how, how I mean, freeing that is. Yeah, and it's you know it's like the first that we read earlier from Matthew is you know that you may not boast. That it's not by works that you're going to do anything. That you may not, so you you can't boast in it. It's you can only boast in the Lord's doing. Like it, you know, this is why we call it you know miracles. Like we were talking with Priscilla. Like it's something that only the Lord can do. Like all you know, we've all heard these stories. You know, from T and Priscilla that you know of things that the Lord that only the Lord could do, you know, only the Lord can turn around. Like if it was just in your power, then, you know, you wouldn't be able to do it. But the cool thing about it is, is that, you know, the Lord, the Lord is the one who did it. You know, mm-hmm. he, you have to trust in him. And we can, that, you know, kind of transitions us into a, another, you know, little short topic we can talk about. Cause I know that we have a lot of friends and, and family members maybe that are going through um, some things that, you know, or have some family members or friends that are going through, you know, some rough times that um, of how to be, so we can talk about how to be a good accountability partner with it too, because, you know, as it, you know, that kind of comes with the, comes with the territory, you know, if it goes you know, right, a, right. It has to be, yeah, yeah go it goes ahead. Right wrong with confession, you know? Uh, yeah. You yeah. Imagine, imagine if you went to your friend and were like, Hey man, I, I stole something from you, dude. I'm sorry. Right. And then a week later, like, hey, man, I stole something from you, dude. I'm sorry. And then a week later, hey, uh, I stole something, from man, I'm sorry. That's going to get old real quick. But you can see yeah. the power in that and confessing and having a community group. If you kept 
just kept on with the same sin. Somebody's eventually going to smack you upside the head and say, hey, buddy, why don't you think about what you're doing? Because uh, you confessed that the last eight weeks in, in this yeah, group. Clear, you know? Clearly, you either A, aren't sorry, or there's a deeper <laughs> issue yeah. going on. What yeah. else can we do? There's power in that, in, in having a community group like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what you just said. I mean, that's that's big. And I, you know, I think that's, you know, hugely, you know, is that you have to have be in community with people because, you know, again, we've talked about it this whole podcast. The Lord, you know, gives you a gift of brothers and sisters like in, you know, as many as you can pick, you know, you have brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, and this is and they're they're here to help you. And, you know, you have to be able to be in community because if not, you know, you're the, I, I've heard it explained, you know, as like a, as a hyena with like, uh, like hunting gazelle, like, you know, they won't go after, you know, the one in the herd. They'll go after the one that kind of just lags behind a little bit and then they'll gang up on them and they'll get him. Um, and that's the same with us. If we're in community and we're in, we're in our herd and we, we're, we're strong. We're, we're making each other strong. You know, iron sharpens iron, that, that verse that everybody loves to use, but it's still a verse for a reason. Like iron does sharpen iron. We can, you know, Christians sharpen each other, you know, in our understanding of the Lord and the Bible and the scriptures and everything else. If we're, if we're in community and, and helping each other out, you know, the Satan can't, you know, come and yeah. bite you in the heels and drag you away. You know, here's, that's here's what accountability with, is for with community. And this is where, <clears throat> this is where I've been bit by it. Um, just because like Drew, you and I have such different personalities, especially when it comes to people. It's like being in community, like having a group of people, it, it's not just having people that you spend time with. And I think for a long time, like I got, I got caught up in that. It was like, I've got this community, right? Air quotes again, for all of us, you yeah, can't see. I got this community yeah. of people that, are Christians and we're doing life together, but I didn't feel like I was, I was growing anything anywhere. From, and that's because there was no confession. There was no, it was just doing life together and doing the things that were comfortable and doing the things that were fun. There was no discussion of the safe. Hard topics. Yeah, it was safe. Yeah. It, was, it was convenient. We were in our comfort zones. But if you really look at like the, either the refining process or the sharpening process, like if you want to talk about like, like being refined through the fires for God or like sharpening another Christian, like, there, there is pain in that. Like there is, there is humility in that. Like when you, when you go to sharpen a knife or when you go to refine metal or something like you either scrape off layer after layer of, of rust and patina and stuff to get down to that finer edge. And, and you have to wipe away the things that are bad or when in refining, you have to turn up the heat and continue to burn off those imperfections. Um, and that doesn't happen in a community if you're just living comfortably, like no one's turning up the heat on you. If you're not talking about the hard issues and, and the things that you're struggling with, no one's coming up against you and, and sharpening things, sharpening things off of you. If, if you don't have the conversations about the things that you're struggling with. Um, and so I think like one, you gotta be careful to not try to do everything by yourself, but two, you gotta be careful to like, not just say, well, I've got people around me. I've got, I spend time with people. So I'm living in community. Like, that's not what a biblical community is supposed to look like. Like yeah. a true biblical community. Like that's that call at 2 AM. Like, Hey dude, I screwed up royally. Like I need to talk to you right now. Like, I need to confess this to you. We need to pray over this, like get this out of my life. Like it's the hard conversations. It's the uncomfortability because only in those areas will you ever grow. If you start, try to stay comfortable, you're never going to get anywhere that you haven't already been. Yeah. 100%. And that's, uh, you know, that's something I struggle with, you know, and, and I struggle with big time. You know, we've talked about it a little bit, you know, since you, you know, you got married and left to South Carolina. Um, you know, I, I really haven't been, 
I, I've never been uh, somebody who just makes like a ton of friends. Like, you know, I have a bunch of acquaintances. I can, I can talk to pretty much anybody, but you know, I'm not, it's all surface level stuff. Like I'm not going to just, I don't choose to have like a million friends that I'm just really close with. I, I've always had just a, a small group of people that, you know, I really confide in. And it's in the, yes, that's one of the ways that Satan got me is again, I, I was pulled away from the herd, like or my, my herd kind of went away. And so I was just left. And so that's, that's why, you know, it's important, you know, and thankfully the Lord, you know, you know, put somebody else in my life in Rusty that, you know, I, you know, now I see almost every day um, or at least, you know, a couple of times a week that, you know, I can be, you know, and John and I are still very close, but I mean, you know, the Lord will put people in your life, you know, you know, if you just ask, and that's, that's the cool thing at all, you know, it all comes back to prayer too. You know, if you pray for things and ask the Lord, um, for something, you know, you know, if it's in his will, you know, which, you know, being in community with, you know, other like-minded Christians is, is biblical and it's in the will of God, then he will provide that for you. You know, he's not, he's a, he's a gracious and merciful God. He's not just going to, you know, let you suffer alone. You know, if you, you know, again, if you're truly trying to repent and your, your heart's in, you know, the right place and you're, you want that repentance and you want that grace, you know, and you're asking the Lord, like, Hey, I need some help. Like, you know, please help me Lord. Like, you know, if, if that's, if it's in his will to give you, you know, that in the form of a community group, you know, he, he definitely can, you know, all you have to do is, you know, pray for it, you know, yeah, he pray. Definitely will, he definitely will provide. I remember uh, not too long ago, I was kind of feeling like everyone in, in the small community group I was in was, was just, uh, I guess, Christian atheist is the best way I could put it because they were, they were going to church, but like as soon as we leave church, they would act a, a different way. And I'm like, God, I want, I want real Christians, real real men surrounding me that uh, really have a heart for you. And I remember praying for it. And uh, that's when I met you, Drew. We started working together and I found out you were a Christian. I was like, oh, this is cool. We'll see how he is. You know, I started kind of watching you, playing, sitting back and trying to see how you acted around others. And, and you always acted in a way that was, you know, a, like a Christian should act. And I was like, wow, that's it. And we started hanging out and started this podcast. And that was an answered prayer for me. I got it through you, through my buddy Cody, now through John. John's with us. And and so he he will he'll hear you if you ask for something like that and your heart's genuine, yeah. uh, he'll provide you people to to be able to sit like this and talk about things and issues in your life and confess and you know yeah yeah one hundred percent and that's too you know again one of the reasons we started this podcast too is we wanted to show with that you know you know and we're not we're not perfect men no by no means and we wanted to show that too you know we we, we want to show our our imperfections and how we struggle and you know and just, you know, regular people, but you know, you don't, we, like we've said before, you don't have to have a PhD in theological studies to sit around with you, with a group of your buddies and, you know, men and women of the faith and, and just talk about the Lord and talk about life and talk about struggles and talk about, you know, just, just living together because, you know, it's, it's a, it's a marathon, you know, we're, you know, it's life, life is, life is long, you know, you know, you have to have people around you, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons why we want to do this podcast is just kind of the, the show what, what that is, you know, you don't, you know, you're just, we're just a bunch of rednecks sitting around, you know, you know <laughs> trying to trying to live the best we can, you know, do the best we can, you know, yeah, to live life as Christians, you know, that's, and that's what, me, just kind me, of what we want to show. Let me give you guys a little uh, Sunday school pop quiz. How many times? Oh, here we say, go. How many times does Jesus say to forgive others? <laughs> oh, geez. Are we going to times numbers? seven? There you go, John. There it is. So. Oh, when Peter was asking Jesus, look at you, John. Do I do it seven times? Do we forgive our brother seven times? He said, I say to you 70 times seven, right? Which is uh, another way of saying, 
always forgive. And, yeah. and the Bible even talks about forgive like your father's forgiven you. So if you get in this community group and you have someone that's wronged you or someone that's came out confessing, be, be merciful. Forgive them mm-hmm. like you've been forgiven. You know, and we're in perfect like, people. And the, cra- the crazy thing about that was when he's talking, when he's addressing Peter with that, he's not just saying like, hey, across the board, forgive him like 490 times or just, you know, keep forgiving him. That's for the same offense. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah. for like, like, like God, this guy keeps lying from me or keeps stealing money from like, like how many times am I supposed to forgive this guy? Yeah. As many times as, you're, as God's forgiven you. And great math, by the way. That was pretty, uh, pretty spot on real quick. Hey, somebody had to do it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look like at that. you. Our educated man coming in clutch. Look at John. <laughs> Reverend John Irwin <laughs> has made his return triumphantly. Triumphantly. Back back to the regular, <laughs> regular roster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we just uh, wanted to thank you for uh, – listening and supporting us on this podcast uh, as our yeah. journey as we've we've kind of had a we're just figuring things out still um but we appreciate everybody uh everybody coming with us and 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 helping us and supporting us and remember we're on uh uh we're working on spotify and we're on uh apple itunes and we're on uh youtube so give us a like follow yeah. us every every little thing helps and we just want to want to thank you for listening and- yes please and we just want to thank you for listening to another episode of the 1024 podcast. Anybody got anything before we go? I just want to say, hopefully this, this will help somebody when they hear this and, and know that the devil's lying to you. You're forgiven. You know, mm. you're, you're not a terrible person. You know, stuff happens. Forgive yourself. Ask for forgiveness. Confess. And, and move on with your life. You know, try to, try to move forward without sin and try to turn away from whatever it was and, and, and know that you're, you've been redeemed. Yep. The Lord is good. He's gracious. Just continue to read your Bible and you know do all those disciplined things that we talked about in our, in our podcast previous. You know, pray, yeah. read your Bible. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave y'all with this. All right, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than standing in a garage makes you a car. There you go. Those Christians, yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, we just want to appreciate and thank you uh, for listening to another episode of the 1024 podcast uh and we'll see y'all next week thank you see you, see you.